be glorifying the Lord Jesus in my daily life. Amen. We want to welcome everybody. Glad you're here this first Sunday of the new year. Amen. Everybody, uh, all right on your New Year's resolutions, right? Amen. All right. I, let me give you a good one. I'm going to be in church three times a week. Takes three to thrive, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. That Dr. Robertson preached that for years, amen? And uh, hey, that's a good resolution to be with this year. Amen, let's stand, and we want to thank God for his blessings. And boy, what a, uh, wasn't it great? You know, Brother Ron Bixler and uh, those dear people up there in Pennsylvania where he's at up in Williamsport, got about eight, nine inches of snow. I rejoice with them this morning, Amen. I do, I rejoice, and thank God. I told Brother Ron when he texted me and said, we got eight inches, I said, uh, said still snowing. He said, it's a mighty big nuisance. But I said, well, praise God for it. I'm, I'm grateful that God's uh, showered his blessings upon you this morning. Amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. But I'm thankful we didn't have to deal with it. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we want to just thank you for your goodness Thank you for your word. And Lord, just thank you for being a part of the family of God this morning. Lord, as a child of God, we, Lord, know that the future is always bright as the promises of God. And I pray today that the Holy Spirit of God will, Lord, work in our lives. Pray that you'd send revival to Victory Baptist Church this morning. And Lord, may it begin in me. Lord, we just ask you today, open up thy word. Lord, help us to be able to uh, Lord, listen with the intent of being obedient to what you say for us to do. And we'll love you. We'll thank you for all you're going to do today. In Jesus' glorious name, amen. Amen. Brother Tony. We'll go to page 601, 601. We'll sing all three verses. <clears throat> <clears throat> What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure
you can be seated. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that peace? <laughs> the songwriter says, I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Uh, the peace of God and peace with God. Amen. God gives that to us when we're his children. Well, let's go to the Lord and pray for the offering. And uh, how about Brother Jim, if you don't mind leading us in prayer for the offering today? Amen. Page 500, 500, just remain seated. 
We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. 1, 2, and 4.
you're thinking along those lines. I want my life to be different this year so that I can make a difference in other people's lives. And that, that starts with just that, first of all, relationship with Christ. Second of all, fellowship with Christ. And then that third thing of discipleship with Christ. Amen. Let's just stand, if you will. We're going to shake hands. Brother Tony, you lead us in a course, please. Our course is on page 674. I don't think it's on the back of your bulletin. In my life, Lord, page 674. We'll sing the first verse only. In my life, Lord, be glorified, be glorified.
Okay, while you're finding your seats, let's sing it through once more. In my life, Lord, be glorified, be glorified. In my life, Lord, be glorified today. Amen. You can be seated. All right, if you would, please. Take your bulletin, go over a few announcements, and uh, once again, I want to remind you about these sign-up sheets. There's two. One is for the couples retreat, and uh, that's going to be taking place just shortly, February 1st to the 3rd. And so if you have not signed up for that, uh, please do that today. And uh, we're making sure we want to have enough rooms for everybody. And so I know some folks are having their own kind of lodging, but that's fine. No problem on that. And so um, we just need to know you're going. And so if you'll sign up for that, that would be great. And so uh, I want to remind you as well about the um, sign-up sheet for Carrie and Rebecca's wedding. And so that will be here uh, the 10th of February at 11 o'clock. That's Saturday, February 10th, 11 o'clock. And um, that sign-up sheet is basically for uh, the meal, the reception. So uh, we're trying to get a number on that. So if you can do that today, we're trying to get that uh, completed by today. And so you say, what if I don't sign up? Well, you can come to the wedding, just don't come to the reception. (laughs) Amen. Amen. We're trying to get a number, so sign up, all right? And uh, that'll be helpful. Uh, the sheet's down here. We've been announcing it for weeks, so sign up if you plan on coming to eat, all right? And you don't want to miss the meal, I'm telling you. Um, it's going to be a good meal, so looking forward to it. Anything Paula does is good, and so looking forward to that. So please do that. And we had a great um, uh, Phil America event, and I had the numbers um, in my phone. I forgot to bring it up here. But I appreciate everybody that got involved in passing out gospel tracts. And, uh, and so I think um, Virginia finished first in one area, second in another area. Uh, as far as the, the actual number of tracks handed out person to person, uh, we were first uh, on all the teams. I think we were second in the amount of people involved. And uh, this was our church's um, best time yet as far as people involved, number of tracks distri- distributed. And so appreciate everybody that got involved. And we'll have, no, we'll have those coming up throughout the year, so we'll, we'll keep you up to date on that. And so uh, don't forget, there's a few devotional books out there left. I think maybe nine or ten, eight or nine or ten, something like that on Proverbs. And uh, they're $5. Just put the, the money in the basket there. That will be helpful. And uh, it's still not too late to get involved on that. So pick up one of those books and make, uh, make a, a, a run at it. That would be good. And we're going to move this bus route visitation. We canceled it yesterday because of the weather. And um, so we're going to move it to the 20th. Uh, so not next Saturday, uh, but the Saturday following that, the 20th. I know that's the same day as our work appreciation dinner, but we're not going to be out at 6 o'clock at night. I mean, we're going, we're going to be at 10 o'clock in the morning. And so, and we'll spend a couple hours there and uh, work on the bus route. So that'll be on uh, the 20th. We'll start that. And then don't forget, uh, briefly after the service, uh, in pastor's office there, pastor can going to meet with the deacons and trustees briefly. And that'd be helpful. And then office and teachers meeting tonight at 530. And then on the 17th, we'll present uh, to the church all of the uh, election of offering teachers uh, for the year. So please be praying about that for the, on the 17th. And then, as we did mention, the 20th will be our work appreciation dinner. And I forgot to do a sign-up sheet, but we'll get that out. And so um, that'll be for all the workers in the church. There's a dinner provided, time of fellowship, so that'll be on the 20th. So be thinking about that, if you would, please. And then Rally in the Valley on the 26th with Brother Steve Pickett. He'll be staying over for our anniversary Sunday uh, on the 28th. And uh, so looking forward to having all that. And so we'll have combined Sunday school up here on that Sunday. And, um, And then we'll have our morning service and then a meal and no evening service on the 28th. And then on the Saturday, the 27th, there'll be a bridal shower here at the church for Rebecca. Uh, So please remember those things. Happy birthday this week to uh, Donna Wood uh, on the 13th. So congratulations to her. 
And uh, you can pay attention to the February announcements. There's some things coming up. Uh, that way you can plan on those, all right? Why don't you stand with us one more time? And uh, Tony's going to come lead us to another song. Page 553. 553. We'll sing all three verses. Hear ye the master's call, give me the best. For be it great or small, that is his test. Do then the best you can, not for reward, not for the praise of man, but for Get your Bibles ready, Brother Lane's going to come preach in a few moments, and Ms. Rebecca's going to sing for us this morning.
wasn't there on the shores of Galilee. When Jesus touched those blinded eyes and made them see. I still believe, for I know what Jesus did for me. of salvation and uh, you need to get settled today and uh, tomorrow's not promised you know God says in his word that our life is a vapor it appears for a little time and then vanishes away tomorrow's not promised to me and it's not promised to you and uh, we don't know when that last breath is going to occur uh, and we all have an appointment with death unless the Lord Jesus comes back first and so that's what the word of God teaches us uh, every man's going to die and face the judgment. And so um, be ready to meet the Lord. So take your Bibles, if you would, please, and turn with me the Word of God to John chapter number 15. John chapter number 15. And uh, we 
started here uh, as a little introduction on Wednesday evening, and I'll probably be here for a few weeks, <clears throat> but um, we'll begin reading in verse number 1, and uh, read down through verse number 17. So John chapter number 15, beginning in verse number 1. The Bible says, God's word, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this <clears throat> that a man lay on his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain that whosoever ye shall ask, excuse me, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. If you're in the habit of marking things in the Word of God, I've had the church that was here on Wednesday mark this expression in verse number 9. The Bible says, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Mark that expression, my love. Jesus said, the Father has loved me. And uh, he has esteemed me. He has prized me. He has delighted in me. The same way that God has loved me, he says, I have loved you. I've, I've prized you. I've delighted in you. I've esteemed you. And that's very obvious from what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary. Um, he demonstrated, matter of fact, Romans 5, 8, part of the, the, um, the gospel message, the Romans road, it says, but God commendeth his love toward us. That means he demonstrated, or he showed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He's demonstrated his love. He's proved his love. And um, God's proved his love to us by giving us his son, John three sixteen. But Jesus speaking here, if you've got a red letter edition Bible, all these verses that we read are Jesus Christ speaking to his followers. 
And he says, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. This agape love, love in action for the glory of God. There's no doubt that God's love for us has been declared, demonstrated, and by it we've been brought deliverance. We talked about that a little bit on Wednesday evening. But uh, listen, God is our source of love. We, we referred to that a little bit on Wednesday evening. 1 John 4, just listen to the verses. 1 John 4, 7 and 8, verses 16 and verse number 19. God says in his word, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. You're not going to love unless you know the Lord. You're not going to love like you're supposed to love unless you know God. Because he's the source of love. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. If you don't love, it's a pretty good indication you don't know the Lord. Because that's a, that's a fruit that we bear as believers. He says, he that knoweth not God, uh, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Pretty, pretty self-explanatory. And verse number 16 says, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. We love him because he first loved us. And listen, our theme this year is walking in truth. And if we're going to walk in truth, we're going to have to get grounded in this thing about continuing in his love. He says, continue ye in my love. And there's certain things you're going to have to get a love for and keep a love for and uh, fall in love with all over again. Amen. Uh, because some of us have left our, left our first love. That's what John told us in the book of Revelation by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We've, you've left your first love. Some of us need to get back to that. But there's no doubt that Jesus loved and still loves. We talked about how he loves people, even in this passage of Scripture. He loves providing for us. In this passage of Scripture, we can see what did he, he provided the Holy Spirit of God in verse number 26 and following. He provided for us. Hey, he didn't leave us here on our own to, to try to walk this walk of faith and, and try to uh, struggle through and not listen. No, he gave us the Holy Spirit of God and the Word of God to help us. Why? Because he loves us. He, he performed miracles all throughout the Scripture. He presented the truth of the Word of God. Listen, he loves the Word of God. He loves you. He loves me. He loves people. The Word of God instructs us on this, on this subject of love very vividly and very detailed. In the Word of God, in 1 John 3, 18, the Bible says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in, in deed and truth. That's what he instructs us to do. He says, uh, let us not love in word, neither in tongue. In other words, you can say I love you all you want to say it. And we do it many times. But our actions don't follow that, those words. God says about this matter of love, he says, don't, don't just say it. Uh, don't just love in word and in uh, tongue where it's just lip service. But in indeed in truth. Our love ought to be demonstrated by the way that we live. By the acts that we perform. I can tell my wife. You can, men, you can tell your wife you love her all the time and yet... Uh, act like a bozo all the time. Well, you sure aren't demonstrating your love. I'm not demonstrating my love. And we do that sometimes, probably more often than we'd like to admit. 
Same way with the wives. By the way, God's instructed us in his, in his word. Husbands love your wives. Wives love your husbands. In Titus, there's a lot of things he's instructed us to love. But he tells us not to love just in word and in tongue, but in indeed in truth. I mean, is my life lining up with my lips? Oh, I love you, Lord. I lift my voice. We sing it. We have it on our tongue. We talk about it. But is it demonstrated by my life? Is it demonstrated? Is my love for God uh, to walk in truth demonstrated by the way that I live and the principles that I uh, apply to my life from his word? So he says here in our passage, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Once again, all throughout the word of God, he's instructed us on these things to love. Righteousness. He says we ought to love our enemies. He says we ought to love the church. And we'll deal with that more detail later. Well, husbands ought to love their wives. Wives ought to love their husbands. He says we ought to love one another. Various passages of scripture, he tells us uh, to love a new commandment give I unto you. He says in John 13, 4, a couple of chapters before our text here. That ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. John 15, 12, right here in this passage of scripture. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. He's commanded it. 1 Peter 1, 22, Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. So all throughout scripture, there's instruction, love, 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 love. But I want you to turn with me, if you would, please, to Colossians chapter number three. Colossians chapter number three, I want you to see this. And look with me, if you would, please, beginning in verse number 12. Colossians number three, beginning in verse number 12. And I don't know if it was Tony was here or somebody was here a couple of weeks ago. Great passage of scripture. I believe it was Brother Tony in Sunday school. And he talked about putting on some things. Look with me in verse number 12 there, excuse me. Put on therefore as the elect of God, and look at the list. Holy bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. So he gives a whole list of things. Uh, early in the chapter, he tells us these are some things you need to, uh, to mortify or to, to, to slay. These are some things you need to set aside in verses 8, 9. And here he says, I want you to put on these things. Make a switch from these things you've set aside and put on bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. But look at verse number 14. He said, and above all these things. So above bowels of mercy, above kindness, above humbleness of mind. Above meekness, above long-suffering, above forbearing one another, above forgiving one another. He said, above all these things, do you see it? 
Put on what? Charity. Which is the bond of perfectness. You know what charity is? Somebody said it. It's love. Matter of fact, it's the same word love that Jesus uses in our text, 1 John 15, 9. Agape love. Agape love, this charity, this, um, this uh, dearness, this affection, this goodwill, this love in action for the glory of God. He said, above all these things, put on charity. Put on love. And so as we talk about these things, there's some things specifically that we need to Think about when we think about my love. Jesus said, continue ye in my love. What about your love this morning? But Lane, what about, what about your love this morning? Church, what about your love? Can you, put your, can you say, my love, how was your love for Christ? I was walking out of the church where we were getting ready to close up on uh, Sunday evening. And uh, Brother Tony um, made me aware and I, I know it, but he reminded me in the very uh, last chapter of this book of John. We're in John 15, but in the very last chapter, chapter number 21, Jesus asked Peter the greatest question that we can ever answer. In verse number 15 of the last chapter of John, John 21, so when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me more than these? It's a question we need to answer. It's the greatest question that we need to answer. If we can get this settled, this right here. Matter of fact, I think in Colossians, uh, when, when we read that whole list of things in Colossians chapter number three, when he says, um, above all these things put on charity, if we'll, put, if, we'll, if we'll put on charity, if we'll have this love that God's talking about, this agape love, this love in action for the glory of God, hey, we're not going to have a, a, as big a problem with bowels of mercy. We're not going to have uh, that great of a problem with being kind and having that humbleness of mind, having that meekness, having that long suffering. If we'll put on charity that's above all these things, hey, we're going to have a whole lot easier time for bearing and forgiving one another. Why? Because we put love above all these things. Yeah. And that's what God tells us to do, above all these things. But when we put on love, when we put on charity, above all the, those things are going to fall right into place like they ought to, ought to fall in place. We're going to have mercy. We're going to have uh, compassion. We're going to have a forgiving spirit. By the way, all of us need to be forgiven at some point in our life. Who are we to think that we can't forgive? When, listen, we have been forgiven that's the greatest power on earth to forgive us. We've been forgiven. God says, hey, it's, it's about love. But what about, what about my love? What about your love for Christ? I don't know if you noticed in our passage. Go back with me to John chapter number 15. I was reading through here and I just circled my Bible. One, two, three, four, five, six times this expression is mentioned. Every branch, Jesus speaking here, in me. In me, Jesus says, that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Verse number four, he uses it twice. Abide, do you see it? 
in me and I in you. Latter part of the verse, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except you abide. Here it is, in me. In me. Who's, it's Christ speaking. He says in verse number five, I'm the vine, you're the branches, he that abideth in me. Verse number six, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Verse number seven, if ye abide in me <laughs> and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. How is my love for Christ? Listen, I am in the very moment that I uh, placed my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I was birthed into the family of God. I am in Christ, but I, am I abiding in him? I mean, am I, am I uh, dwelling with him? Am I uh, abiding in him? Am I letting him uh, produce fruit in my life that he wants to produce by yielding to him, as Brother Tony said this morning from Romans chapter number six, yielding to him? Christ is the key to love, church. I'm asking you and I'm asking me this morning, how's my love for Christ? Jesus said, continue ye in my love, this agape love. And I'm asking this morning, how's your love? How's my love for Christ? Joshua tells us in Joshua 23, 11, take good heed therefore to yourselves. In other words, pay, pay strict attention, pay close attention. I mean, do it on purpose. Take good heed, therefore, to yourselves. He's talking about talking to the people of God uh, just before he's passing off the scene. Uh, some last testament, just like uh, we referred to this morning in, in the scripture with David's last words. These are close to Joshua's last words before he uh, goes on to eternity. And here's what he says. Take good heed, therefore, unto yourselves. That ye love the Lord your God. That's what Joshua told his people. Hey, I've led you. God's enabled us. God's given us victories. There's more to conquer. But hey, love the Lord your God. Matthew 22, 37. Jesus speaking and says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. With all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. I really believe it's just say, hey, give him the preeminence. Yeah. Right. Hey, give him, give him first place. Matter of fact, Colossians 1.18, I believe, is the verse that says that in all things he might have the preeminence. He wants preeminence in all things. He wants to be first. He wants to hold first place. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Give Jesus first place. In your, give, him, give him the preeminence. That's what Paul did. When Paul in Galatians 2.20 said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Uh, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith 
of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In another passage of Scripture, Paul said, The love of Christ constraineth us. But how's my love for Christ? The idea is that we love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength. In my life, I mean, I'm talking about every area of my life. Is, is it the activities? Is it my uh, uh, cleanliness, my communication, my dealings with people, my everyday le- living, my health, my punctuality, my rest, my recreation? All these things in my life ought to show that I love the Lord because I'm giving him preeminence in my life. Why do you love the Lord? Well, God's word tells us in John, 1 John 3, 1, Behold what manner of the love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. We love him because he first loved us, right? Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. You think about that for just a moment. You think about the degree of love that it took to birth us into the family of God. That's what he's talking about, that we should be called the sons of God. I mean, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Greater love hath no man than this, the Bible says. That's the kind of love that God had for us. And why should we, why? Because he loved us. That's why we ought to love him. First John 4, 9, in this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Mark 12, 30, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Well, I love him because it's been commanded. Why to love him because he first loved us. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. There's a lot of reasons to love the Lord I mean, the great I am still is. There's no doubt about it. I found a friend in Jesus. He's all the world to me. He's everything to me, matter of fact. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. He will never, never leave me, nor yet forsake me here. Will I live by faith and do his blessed will? A wall of fire about me. I have nothing now to fear. From his manna, he my hungry soul shall fill. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to love the Lord for him. Look with me this morning. If you would please, very quick, I want to give you a few things. Real quickly, we're almost done. Colossians chapter number one. These are just some very specific things why we ought to love the Lord. Colossians chapter number one. I want you to look at verse number nine. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. I 
I think we ought to love the Lord, number one, because we are his, he is our director. I mean, he directs our path. Matter of fact, some of my favorite passive scripture in the Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And what's his promise? He shall direct thy path. Trust in him. Believe in him. Take him at his word. And he'll direct our path. We don't have time to read all of this passive scripture, but just look at verse number nine, if you would please, of Colossians chapter number one. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord into all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the power, excuse me, into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. But the Bible says there in verse number nine, uh, uh, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. In other words, God wants to direct you. God wants to guide you. God wants to direct me. God wants to direct you just as he directed the Apostle Paul. It's amazing as you look into the life of the Apostle Paul, how God directed, how God led, and how God provided every single thing that he needed. But passage after passage, verse after verse, you see, of Paul being directed by the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our director. I wish I had time. Acts 14, write it down. Acts 14, 19 through 28. It's a good illustration of that. Acts 14, 19 through 28. Acts 23, 1 through 11. Another good example. The Bible tells us in verse number 11 of that passage, and the night following the Lord stood by him. Talking about Paul. And said, be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also of me in Rome. A, a picture of God directing him. Acts 27, 21 through 25. God directing him. Proverbs 3, we just read it. Uh, that he'll direct us in all our paths. So just as the Lord directed and led and orchestrated the life of Paul, he desires you the same for you and the same for me. Continue ye in my love. love. Love the Lord. Love the Lord Jesus Christ. How's my love for Christ? Many reasons for us to love him. But one good reason is because he directs our lives. He is our director. I love this one. And number two, he directs us because he is our dunamis. <laughs> you say, what in the world's dunamis? Well, that's a Greek word. And the only reason I picked it because it starts with a D. But it's where we get our word dynamite from. In other words, he is our power and he is our strength. Colossians 1.11 says, Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. So verse number 11 of our text says, we just read it. He is our power. He is our strength. 
For some people, it's Mountain Dew. For some people, it's coffee. For athletes, it's sometimes PhDs, right? Performance-enhancing drugs. I know one time I took a trip to move Erica's parents, and I tried one of them energy drinks for the first time. Son, them things work. I was awake all night long. I mean, you know that, that one, two, three, four in the morning, that's the hardest time for me to stay awake if I'm driving. I mean, I put, put one of them energy drinks. I'm son, I was like, whoo. I said, I ain't drinking much of these no more. I ain't even telling what that's doing to my body. But, hey, some people use those things. But, hey, our strength, our dunamis, if you will, our dynamite, our power and our strength, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. 2 Timothy 4, 16 through 18, at my first answer, no man stood with me. Paul said, but all men forsook me. I pray, God, that it may be that it may not be laid to their charge. Verse number 17 of 2 Timothy 4 says, Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. That's a form of the word dunamis. It's endunamo, in, in to be strong, to strengthen, to increase strength, to enable, to make strong. Paul said, hey, it's the Lord who is my dunamis. It's the Lord that directs me, that gives me strength, that gives me power. Why, why, why wouldn't we love him? Why wouldn't we love him? Ephesians 3, Paul gives testimony, verses 14 through 21. I'll just read verse number 16 for sake of time. Paul says that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Might, same word, dunamis. His power, his strength. God provides it. God strengthens the inner man. God strengthens the outer man. I'm just saying, we love him because of his directing our lives. We love him because of his dunamis, his, his power, his strength in our lives. We love him because he's our deliverer. Verses 12 and 13, we've referred to this a little bit. Giving thanks unto the Father, Colossians chapter number 1, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Listen, church, God desires to deliver people. To bring them from darkness to light. Matter of fact, Acts 16, 18, excuse me, Acts 26, 18 says to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. I'm asking this morning about your love. I've asked myself about my love. How's my love for Christ? My love for Christ. Hey, he's delivered me. He's provided me with that dynamite power, strengthening me, enabling me. He's, listen, he's directing my life. He's directing your life. Shouldn't we love him? Shouldn't we love him for it? I asked myself this week, am I grateful to him for what he's done for me? I'll ask you the same question. Are you grateful to God for what he's done for you? Well, then love him. Or 
Or are you, am I glorifying him with my life? Am I, are you grounded in him? Am I, and are you giving his message of salvation to others? How's your love? How's my love for Christ? As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you, Jesus says. Continue ye in my love. And I'm asking this morning, how's your love for Christ? I've just reminded you briefly on, on some, some things from the Bible of reasons why we ought to love, love the Lord Jesus. There's many, many, many more. We could stand here for hours upon hours giving reasons. We could all open up the floor and give testimony. You could give reason after reason of why we ought to love the Lord. But do we? I mean, do we, do we agape love him? Do we love him like we ought to love him? I mean, are we, have we answered that question that he presented? Lovest thou me more, more than these, Peter? Listen, if you're here this morning, you, you, you don't even know how to love the Lord. You, you need to trust the Lord Jesus. That's, that's the thing you need to get settled today. If you're watching, you need to get settled, that settled today to come to the Lord. So you can know how to love, amen? Why? Because God's the source of love. And we're not going to be, a love, be able to love like we need to love outside of Christ. Because we're not abiding in Him. Father, help us this morning as we close this service. And we go our separate ways for just a little bit. Would you help us, Lord, to not get away from this thought of continuing in my love. And think about our love for Christ. Father, you've done so much for us. You've brought us deliverance. You've directed our lives and you continue to direct our lives. You've given us that dynamite power, that strength to, to get through a difficult time, to take the next step, to go another day. And Father, your, your grace and mercy is sufficient. I mean, it's there every single day, every single hour, every single minute. It never leaves us. You've promised in your word that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Father, may we claim these truths that are very clear and evident in your word. And may we ask ourselves the question, do we love you more than all of these things? Have our love for Christ this year to increase, help it to grow to the point where, Father, our lives are different. Our priorities are different. Our minds think differently. Our actions perform the things that we say because we're not loving in just word. We're loving indeed in truth. Father, fill us with your spirit. Draw us unto yourself. Give us the mind of Christ. If there's someone here lost this morning that needs to be saved, may they take this opportunity to follow the Lord Jesus and, and trust Christ today. We ask all these things in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? Would you take your songbook and find number 294? Song number 294. That's the invitation this morning as we... Begin to sing here in just a moment. We need to ask you, do you know the Lord? Do you love the Lord? The, Bible, the, the song says, just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God. I come, I come. God wants you just as you are. So many times I think we want to change this and get this right and fix this. No, just, just as you are. Come just as you are. And let, let God take care of all those other things. And he will, by the way, in his time. So as we sing, verse number one, just as I am without one plea, 
would you come? If you need to come, pastor will be down front. As we sing, if you need to be saved, would you come? If you need to pray, would you come? As we sing. How's your love for Christ? Do you love him more than these? I mean, does he have, does he have, listen, does he have preeminence in your life? Is he first place? Think about it. He's your deliverer. He's your director. He's your dynamite power. Oh, how we need to love the Lord. Amen. Think about this one, would you? Um, about your love for Christ, my love for Christ. Christ says, continue in my love. This is agape love. Think about it this week. How's your love for Christ? Father, help us today to, to get a hold of this truth that we need to love you with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. Help us, Lord, to, to get this truth that above all these things put on charity which is the bond of perfectness. And let all these other things, vows of mercy, humbleness of mind, humility, um, forbearing one another, forgiving one another, all these things will fall where they need to fall if we'll just put on charity. Above all those things, put on charity. Help us to love you as we should. Help us to have that love for Christ as we should. It'll fall in line, our love for the Bible and our love for witnessing and our love for church and our love for crucifying self and all these other things we'll talk about. But the key is this love for Christ, giving him the preeminence that he deserves. Help us to do that. Help me to do that in my own life, in my own family. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, Amen. 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 Amen.